Welcome to another episode of Faith, Love, and Family. My name is Emanuela Preval Rodenberg. I am your life and relationship strategist, helping you to create the life and relationship that you desire. Welcome to another episode. We're so glad that you are here listening. And as always, thanks for listening. And please share this podcast with others who you know would benefit from listening, from the information that we're sharing here on this podcast. Today, we're talking about success. What is success to you? There are so many definitions of success. Success is defined differently depending on who you ask. Success is also defined differently depending on the season and stage of life that you are in. I've had different definitions of success in life based on the phase of life that I was in. Growing up, I remember watching both of my parents working two jobs so we can live the American dream. I remember how tired they were, but never stopped. Success for them was giving their children the opportunity to experience life and have access to resources they never had. They had high hopes and expectations for us. They struggled to find their balance between providing for their family and being available to the family. Growing up, I remember my dad always being so grumpy and mean. Frankly, I didn't like it when he was around most of the time. Because as a kid, you want your parents to be happy and you want to look forward to them coming home and spending time with them. But for me, that was not the case. I remember just us running to our room as soon as we heard the garage door open because we knew he was going to come in and just be grumpy. And every now and then he'd be in a good mood and would laugh and have a good time. But most of the time he was just angry. Not, he was angry. And, but mostly I think he was grumpy. You know, it wasn't until I got older and I started looking back and really examining our family life and really looking at my dad that I realized my dad wasn't grumpy. He was tired. The men had just worked 15 hours or more that day. You know, my dad would work his morning job, come home, eat something, and headed right back out to his other job, to his evening job, and didn't come home until 1 or 2 a.m. in the morning, but got back up at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning and did it all over again the next day. He was exhausted, but he didn't stop because of his love for us, his children. He wanted us to have access to opportunities that he never had. To him, success meant that he was able to provide for his family. Sundays was our family day. We never missed church. And my mom always made a feast for our Sunday dinner. There was always laughter at our dinner table. Those were my most precious moments with my family. Our house was the gathering place. 
All of my friends wanted to be at our house. My mom had a way of making people feel like family. She would make you work, but a meal was always guaranteed. I remember my friends coming over and my mother would have them sweeping the floor, washing dishes or helping with dinner. Whatever was there, she was going to have something for you to do. My mom didn't believe in people just being idle. She always had something for you to do. But for some reasons, for some reason, my friends didn't mind coming over. They wanted to come over and they loved my mom. Sometimes they would come over even when I wasn't there. My mom had a way of pulling people in and making them feel comfortable. She was like a big kid, always smiling. I would catch her just laughing for no reason. And I'm like, Mom, what's going on? She would just have a smirk on her face. She was just a joyful person. She worked hard, but she never lost her joy. You know, growing up, watching my family work as hard as they did and not having control of their schedule made me very aware of what I didn't want when I grew up. I realized there were elements from my family that I definitely wanted to carry over into my family. You know, I love the fact that my parents raised us to always look out for one another. My brothers and sisters and I, we shared everything we had. My parents made sure of it. And we took care of one another. Until this day, that's one of the things that I were a very close-knit family because my parents instilled that in us very early on that you are a team you stick together you are each other's best friends and you take care of one another but there were also elements I didn't want to carry over that my parents worked hard my parents worked hard so that I didn't have to for instance, I decided very early on that I didn't want to just exist, but I really wanted to have life, to really enjoy life and live life. I wanted to have control over my time. I didn't want to have to work two or three jobs to make ends meet. You know, watching my family very early on, you know, I started to think about what I wanted my family to look like. What would success, family success look like for me? And that's really when I think I became a student of relationships, a student of family life success. So I started paying attention to our family dynamics, to the people around us, successful families. And there are some things that I learned along the way. So today I would like to take a few minutes to share with you some of the insights that I collected during my journey and the principles that I learned that has helped me to have success in my family life today. I've been married for almost 12 years to the most amazing man. We have the most amazing children. But my success did not come by chance. It came with purpose. It came with, being, with me being intentional about my choices and decisions when it came to relationships. So three things I'm going to share with you today. To me, a successful family life equate 
to a healthy relationship. So the first thing is a healthy relationship. You must have a healthy relationship with yourself. You must first have a healthy relationship with yourself before you can have a healthy relationship with anyone else. Self-discovery and self-mastery is essential. You must know who you are and have a healthy relationship with that person. Your core values. That's the beginning step into having a successful relationship. And it took me a long time to learn this principle. You know, I spent most of my teens and early young adult life trying to have a healthy relationship with other people when I didn't have a healthy relationship with myself. And quite frankly, looking back, I was trying to have healthy relationships with people who didn't have a healthy relationship with themselves and possibly didn't even know what a healthy relationship looked like. I wasn't comfortable with who I was. I was very insecure and lacked confidence. And I was looking for other people to validate me and to help me build a relationship with myself when they really couldn't do that. That's something that I had to do for myself. I couldn't use other people as, you know, to hide, be, you know, because sometimes we can't use relationships as a place to hide. So we don't really have to deal with ourselves. We don't really have to deal with our insecurities. We hide in that relationship. But I was very blessed that I had parents who poured into me and always reminded me who I was and whose I was. You know, I grew up being taught to always have high standards and to always aim high. A healthy relationship with yourself means that you know who you are, whose you are, and you are not willing to compromise your virtue and your values to be in a relationship. You know your self-worth. You know your value. So that's the first step is to have a healthy relationship with yourself. The second step is you must have a vision for your future. You don't have to know the how it's going to all play out, play out, but you must have a vision of what you want it to look like. You don't have ought to have all the answers to all the all the different pieces to the puzzle, but you have to create some kind of vision in your mind what you want it to look like. And no one can define that for you. You must take time to create your own vision so you can share it with your future partner. One of the greatest things that my parents taught us was to have a vision for our lives, to always dream big and to believe that anything was possible. You know, my parents always made it a point to expose us to the possibilities of things that were possible. You know, I remember my parents driving us around rich neighborhoods and exposing us to certain things, you know, taking us out to restaurants, although it wasn't frequently, but, you know, as often as we could, just to expose us to things. Because my parents, I remember my dad's telling me that, especially being a woman, my dad always said he didn't want us to choose men based on what they had. He didn't want us to be easily impressed. He wanted us to choose people based on their character, not their things. 
You know, so I grew up having a vision of what I wanted my life to look like. I knew that I wanted my family. I knew what I wanted my family to look like and feel like. And that vision kept me accountable to myself. And even though when I found myself in, in the wrong relationships, but at the back of my mind, I always knew that I couldn't stay there. Having a vision will help you get back on course when you lose your way. It will give you hope and strength to press on until your vision comes to fruition. And number three, choose a life partner that aligns with your core values and has a vision that aligns with your vision. You know, this third piece aligns with the first two. In order to be able to choose the right life partner, you must first know who you are. And you must second have a vision for your life. So if you haven't taken the time, so if you haven't taken the time to work on those two prerequisites, you will have a hard time knowing how to choose the right life partner. You must, you must first have your core values and vision in place before you can identify if someone shares them. It's hard and if not impossible to ask someone to follow you when you haven't first determined your destination of where you're going. No, so it's very important that when you're choosing a life partner, you are agreeing. Because when you're choosing a life partner, you are agreeing to walk together on a similar path with an aligned vision. Vision, And as the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So I want to challenge you today. I want to encourage you today, regardless of where you are in your life, whether you are single, in a dating relationship, or even married. These principles will help you on your journey to having family success. There will be guiding principles for you. Are there more principles? Absolutely, they are. But those three that I just gave you, there are, these are the core foundations that you can start to build upon. And I will be sharing more of these principles and I will... Um, dig deeper and, and, and just kind of dissect them more to give you more examples and to really help you see how you can start to facilitate and, and create a healthy relationship with yourself. How do you create this vision for your life? How do you choose the right partner? So that's what this broadcast is really about. That's what this podcast is about. But in the meantime, to learn more about, you know, how to know if someone is compatible with you, and how to identify the right life partner, I invite you to visit my website, thegreatloveacademy.com. So it's greatloveacademy.com. There you can download my free ebook on dating, dating compatibility and to know how to know if a person is the right person for you. So I invite you to go to greatloveacademy.com Download the free resource. And it will kind of give you some things to start thinking about as you're dating, as you're meeting people. And even if you're already in a relationship, the conversations that you're, you should be having to make sure that you and that person are on the same page. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I hope I share some information with you that will help you on your journey to either start creating or start the process of creating a family success or help you in your journey if you're already on it. 
And as always, please remember to share the podcast and invite your friends to listen. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on our next podcast.